Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Big free agent news for the Lakers over the weekend. Multiple reports saying that the Lakers will sign Rajon Rondo again once he clears waivers after being bought out by the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk about that and open up the mailbag. That's all today on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On Lakers sent you. Quick programming note as well. I know we mentioned on Friday that Michael Pina from Sports Illustrated would be our guest today with the Rondo News. We're just going to bump that uh, conversation until tomorrow. So uh, check that out on Tuesday's show. So Andy, um, you know, when, when we did the whole Jared Dudley thing, you know, the news over the last couple of weeks, um, one of the reasons that the Lakers were said to be keeping a roster spot open, uh, which would squeeze Dudley, which eventually did, was that they might want to sign a bought-out free agent like Rajon Rondo. Turns out they just signed Rajon Rondo. He was getting bought out at least a lot faster than I expected. Um, any shock here, though, that he ends up back in L.A.? You know what? Uh, mostly just in the sense that I did not think it was a given that they would buy him out. Mm -hmm. Just like the idea that Memphis is looking to make the playoffs and John Morant is a developing, you know, their hopes franchise cornerstone. And in terms of his development, he could learn a lot from Rondo. Oh, sure. And, yeah. you know, in a, say, 15 minute a night role, 18 minutes a night. I did not think it was out of the question that Rondo would end up staying there. Like I, I, I wouldn't say it's shocking just because Rondo's in a place where I think he really wants to be competing for championships or deep playoff runs, right? Or if just he's walk away, right? Right. If he's going to be playing at all, and you know, Memphis got to the playoffs last year. I, I think they are, if nothing else, a low end playoff team, but they're certainly not a given, and they're definitely not a team anybody would expect to make a deep run. So it's not shocking. It's it is mildly surprising, if nothing else, that it's this quick. Yeah, I, the speed was what got me. I figured eventually he would be bought out. But they, they, they did it so fast. But the flip side is, Memphis has something like nineteen players on that's contract, true. They, and and a lot of them are very young and very good. And you don't want to get rid. Of, so I okay, he's back. This seems to end the whole where are the Lakers going to get one more point guard? What are they going to do with those open roster spots? So instead of Isaiah Thomas or Mike James or Darren Collison, the Lakers are going to, assuming all these reports are correct on Monday, uh, end up with Rondo. Um, I think if, I, if you'd line up those four guys for me, I would take Rondo, um, you know, limitations and all that considered. You know, James was okay, I think, with uh, Brooklyn last year. Nobody's seen Darren Collison play. Mm -hmm. um, and if he were that good, I think somebody would have snatched him up already. And I just don't see the value of Isaiah Thomas. I, I, yeah. I wish I could. I just don't. And Rondo in particular being not just a known commodity, but a known commodity for this team. Mm -hmm. And especially for especially for a roster that is so radically turned over, with so few pieces from that championship run and so 
he knows like they know him and the and the pieces that really matter the most other than Westbrook, LeBron, AD, Vogel, they know Rondo. It makes sense, especially yeah. too, and we'll get into this. The role that I think Rondo is going to have, I think it makes sense. Let's talk, yeah, because I think that is a huge part of the conversation. And a lot of that really has to do with off the court stuff. Uh, as much as on, and we'll get to that in a minute. But let's actually talk about the potential impact here because he was bad in Atlanta last year. I mean, he was hurt for most of that time before he got traded to the Clippers in the Lou Williams deal. But when he played, he was not very good. He was surprisingly good when he got to the Clippers for those, I think it was something like, I think it's 18 regular season games, shot 43% from three, really gave them a lift when they needed it and then struggled to even stay in the rotation in the playoffs. So the whole playoff Rondo thing didn't pan out last year with the Clippers. Um, you know, they, that's not the reason they lost, obviously. But I he comes back in a very different situation than he was. When last, you know, the last time he was here, he had a clear-cut kind of backup role. Now that's Kendrick Nunn in terms of who's going to take that, you know, in theory, the, the line share of the minutes behind Russell Westbrook. Um he is much more of a third point guard. I how much do you actually expect him to play? I I don't think he's going to play a ton. Um, you know, Dan Woiku, who covers the Lakers for the LA Times, um, in his piece about the expected signing, said Rondo will likely be the third guard on the team's depth chart. Point guard, like you were saying, behind uh, Russell Westbrook and none. LeBron James also shoulder a lot of point guard duties. And I think well, you've mentioned a, it too, even not to cut you up, but like even somebody like THT. Yeah. I think at some point we'll have sort of quasi point guard. Here's the thing. When, well. when you start looking at either the backcourt options or guys who are in ball handling, playmaking roles on this team, I I picture Rondo as a guy that's very situational. Mm-hmm. Like you, you might play in Brian because there's a need for him with who's missing, but also too, he seems to me like somebody that when things are out of whack, he can go in and settle down a game. Like he he's somebody that you go in there to get everything right again. Then you let the regular guys take over from there. Like and and I think a yeah, guy like that matters. That. I mean, you know what it reminds me of? Years ago, it, during the 2001 championship run, Ron Harper, once the playoffs began, didn't really play much because Derek Fisher had come back from that foot injury. But every now and then when things went haywire, Phil Jackson would put Ron Harper into the game. He'd settle it down. He'd play like seven, ten minutes, get a few baskets, get a few assists. You know, this happened a few times in the finals. And then he wouldn't play for like another few games. Like he barely played in the playoffs. But the moments that Ron Harper played mattered. I picture something like that potentially for Ron. It's on the court. You're sure. And and we'll get to the other stuff here in a second. But like the, the, there are a couple of things in there that you mentioned that I think are definitely relevant. The first one is um, like as a guy who can fill in, like, you know, there are going to be games when Westbrook is not playing, like he's whether it's rest games or injury or whatever, you know, if, if, if Russ plays 70 games this year, I think that's, that's a, like a good target for, for the Lakers and for him. And so you have a guy who is very, very predictable. You know, exactly. You can put Rondo in, you can, plan for his weaknesses you can plan to accentuate his strengths where you need to do it I mean I'm not saying he would start I think you slide up Kendrick Nunn he would be a very credible starter in those situations LeBron handles the ball a little bit more and you go from there but 
the predictability aspect of it, I think, for this year is critically important for the Lakers because they have so many new parts yeah. and so many people that they've got to integrate to have one guy that they can be like, look, when we need to play Rondo, for better or for worse, whatever it is, because you know, everybody remembers playoff Rondo in 2020. Regular season Rondo was not so popular. Um, like for better or for worse, we know what that's going to be when we put him in the game. And that is that's that's helpful to the coaching staff. And you know, there are little things. He has become kind of a sneaky good catch and shoot guy. Um, you know, his three point shot is not laughable like it was early in his career. He shot 43%. With the <laughs> well, it's a lot easier when all the defenders run to the other side of the court because they're paying that little. It's attention. the opposite of gravity. Like, but it's yeah. funny. Like, there are certain guys who have a, he's a repellent, a neg- right? A negative gravity because you want them to shoot. But the difference is now he actually makes enough yeah. of them and more of them that it, that's fine. Like, if you, you want people running away from guys who will hit the shot at a good rate. And, you know, that catch and shoot thing, for example, with Rondo has become a credible weapon for him. So, you know, not a great defender. Wasn't a great defender before um, in, in one point. You know what, though? He was good. He was, though, defensively solid in the playoffs. Like when it when it really Yeah, when they really needed him to lock in. And again, you, Rondo's greatest value, you hope will be in the playoffs, you know, in games that really matter. Right, or you down hope the stretch, for, whatever it right. is. Yeah, I will say this. He is a needed injection of youth, Andy, because at 35, there will be five guys on the team that are older than him. My God. That is a start. You can't, you, can't please, you can't please everyone, right? Everybody's like, they're too old. They're too old. They're too old. They go out and sign they're a guy good. who's younger than five guys on the team. They're, oh, they're still too old. Um, you know what? A, everybody on this team is going to bond when they do Rondo's TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> 35, these are five guys on the team. that, And I, I think the age thing, we've talked about it on the show, is a little overwrought. Um, but at the same time. No, this drives home that, that five it, guys who are older than him. <laughs> this and he's home this team is old as dirt. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, all right. There are a couple more things that we want to get into here. First of all, the the continuation of a trend uh, all off season of the Lakers only signing players that have played for them before. Um, so that is, is deepening. And we wonder, you know, there's, I guess one more open roster spot who might get it, who should be deeply offended that they haven't been asked to rejoin this team. We'll do that. And then we'll get into the more serious aspects of Rondo's uh, resigning in, uh, in the idea of whether or not he's really going to play the Jared Dudley role in some respects this year. We'll do all that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Sweatblock. There are a few things in life they are just not fun to talk about. And one of them is excessive sweating. Like when you are just drenched through your clothes for no particular reason. It's like 57 degrees out. I mean, that is just embarrassing. And I don't want to have to worry about that. So that's why you Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. They're stronger, more effective, the most clinical antiperspirants. You just apply it at night before bed. Next morning, you wake up, you wash your pig, and then you go about your day. It's very judgmental without really worrying happy. about the sweat. Use it you once really or twice. internalize this whole Hollywood famous people not bathing thing. You know like, what? It's really bothered. I can tell it bothers you. You know what? They, these people know who they are and they're disgusting. Um, hopefully though, not sweaty though. Hopefully they're, you know, using their sweat block only once or twice a week, and they stay dry, if smelly, the whole time, guaranteed, or yours or their money back. No more pit stains, no more picking out clothes based on what's going to hide the sweat better. And I'll put it to you this way. If you know another sweat solution that is doctor-created, doctor-recommended, featured on Rachel Ray's show, and tested by firefighters, I'm listening. But until then, 
Check out SweatBlock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Locked On or at Amazon or CVS. Uh, Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Indeed. Finding the right people for any job, Andy, it's incredibly challenging, but it doesn't need to be. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly easy. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even the interviewing, which is super convenient. Uh, and with Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to make sure you're finding applicants, uh, applications, I should say, from people with the skills you need. I would don't use all 135 on each person, but you can choose between all of them. Indeed is the number one source of hires in the U.S., according to Talent Nest, delivering one and a half times more hires than even internal referrals. And with Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post. And that's according to Indeed data. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job, upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, that's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th, Andy. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, there was even a moment uh, over the weekend, Andy, when, when it looked like the Lakers might sign yet another former Laker. Uh, Svee McKaylick was briefly connected to the team. Our man Svee, um, who has always been better as a concept than an actual <laughs> yes. player. Um, you know, he th shoots the lights out for you. And all that. No, actually, he just misses a lot. Um, that was like Sasha up. every year, but that one year in 2008. It's so like, yeah, he, Sa Sasha was, he was on paper, this amazing pesky defender who, you know, gets under your skin and irritates. And you would ignore the fact that like for every one of those possessions where he picked up, you know, at 94 feet, the other nine, he would either pick up a foul 94 feet from the basket or tended, just get used. <laughs> yeah, he tended to irritate teammates yes more than opponents. yes, yes. Um, we we covered those teams and we heard a lot of uh yes. so we say private chatter about sasha i mean they they, they, they loved him loved him but they hated him um you know it's like if he ends up on you know under an overpass one day I, i'm shot. not joking when i say this i said it then and i said it now that 2010 western conference finals against the suns when Sasha got into it with Goran Dragic, like their Slovenian yep. beef spilled over in the game and, and it got Phoenix back into it and it took basically heroics from Kobe to close that game out. If the Lakers had lost that game, Kobe would have literally murdered Sasha. Like and, I, I'm not like in no, front of that entire crowd on national wouldn't TV. Wouldn't have been prosecuted. No, it was, <laughs> no. it was the Trump equivalent of like I can shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and nobody would like. No, the, the defense would have just been fine. the game. <laughs> just would have put the game tape on. Did you see what he did? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no, we're not prosecuting. Did you see what he did? Yeah. But in the end, Andy. Anybody who wets down their eyebrows before shooting critical free throws to win a series. Um, all right. So, um, but, you know, Svi ends up in Toronto. But, like, Rondo, yet another dude that they've signed in one offseason. Rondo, Howard, Trevor, um, Baysmore. And Wayne Ellington. And Wayne Ellington. Five that, guys who are former Lakers. Okay. That has to be a franchise record for an offseason, right? Like, I've been paying I mean, I, close attention. Isn't that what they're trying to do? I've been paying close attention to the Lakers since like the early 90s when I moved to LA. I can't recall anything like this before. Like, 
I mean, I, I would wonder if this could be a record for any franchise, much well, I, less I think, just I think the specifically Rondo the Lakers. Thing, the Rondo thing, I believe, gets Rob Palinka a free latte. Like okay. Your fifth, your fifth former Laker, you stamp your card one more time, and now he gets a latte. Here's what was crazy about it. it when it was Svee connected to the Lakers instead of Rondo, and it would have been five former Lakers uh, being signed by the team, Six. If that would have made six. Well, no, but I'm saying before it was wrong. Oh, instead it, of, right, right. Right. Inst- instead of that, the amazing thing about it, if it had been Svee instead of Rondo, you would have had five former Lakers, none of whom had actually played together as Lakers. Like somehow you would have managed to get five guys who had played for that team before, none of whom would have actually been teammates. Like that's it is pretty worth amazing. That most of those dudes didn't, did any of them make it past? Two seasons? Uh, Trevor. Trevor. Trevor was there for two seasons. Uh, no, everybody... but past two seasons. Like no. <laughs> Trevor no. didn't make a third. He was... No. He no. No. No, Trevor was there for 2008 and 2009. Wow. So it's like yeah. former Lakers, but not deeply steeped Lakers. But anyway, no. so... like, But who's... like? I mean, if you're a, if you're a former Laker who hasn't been approached by this team at this point you're just deeply offended oh you you should let me tell you something you should take it personally uh you know we joke we joke about the whole former laker thing but the um the the other big purpose of bringing back rondo it would seem is to satisfy some of that leadership some of that direction on the bench some of that extra coaching and to some degree I wonder if this is a little bit of a response to Jared Dudley, um, locker room glue, LeBron loves him, AD loves him, he's off to Dallas, but we are replacing him not with a media-friendly voice like Jared Dudley or a guy that um, is going to you know, be as outward and gregarious and as much of a fan favorite, but somebody who's deeply respected and a voice that's deeply respected by the guys that matter inside that locker room. Uh, I, I have to think that this is related to that like trying to restore some of that i mean i i think it's an added bonus like i i don't think rob palinka felt the avalanche of uh no, I, no bad will no, over I don't jared dudley retirement um just i, <laughs> I gotta miss- get plashkey off my back <laughs> like i don't think it was that <laughs> no. i mean once bill's article went viral like rob palinka had to do something i i think in a lot of ways he is a somewhat more playable version of jared dudley in terms of that type of voice, like you know, in a in a perfect world, you don't. I don't think you want Rondo at this stage of his career playing a ton either, just like Jared Dudley. But if you have to predict who is more regularly playable of the two, if you ended up having to play them more, I'd say Rondo. Yes. Oh, for uh, Jared Dudley was not a playable player right. at this point, and even I think Dudley even the evidence of that is that for all of his value as a locker room guy and a glue guy and none of the there are many teams that are contending for a title none of them signed Jared Dudley no. um and in part because he's just not playable so i agree with you. rondo as limited as he might be this by at this point in his career is far better as an actual basketball player than Jared Dudley. Yeah, and, and his his voice really does matter in that locker room. Yes. Like you said, especially with LeBron and AD and Frank Vogel. But 
Rondo in the right setting, and I think the Lakers has proven to be the right setting, mm-hmm. ha- has been a really good leader. I mean, he's been somebody that the locker room responds to well. You know, he's somebody that uses his voice, I think, very purposefully. And I, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a different type of leadership, certainly outwardly. Than Jared Dudley, but I I think it fills a similar lane. You're correct. Yeah, he's just he's not. It's not going to be one that fans see as much. Like he's not a cuddly. Like Jared Dudley is very good at being Dudley, and I like the guy. But this is conscious on his part. Like he's a guy who recognizes I want to get into coaching. I want to get into media, and like part of how you do that is by being good with media. Um, and Rondo does not give a shit about any of that. And so, no, no, I, um, ironically, he may still end up the same coach as Jared Dudley. He's just going to do it the totally opposite way. Rondo makes it just so abundantly clear how effing stupid he thinks every single question he's ever asked is. Yeah. Um, he, he, I mean, which I can respect. He, he does, he at least is honest. He thinks the whole thing is just a complete waste of time. Um, let's open up the mailbag with a Rondo related question sent to us at Cam Brothers on Twitter. We'll do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. And why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership anyway? Dummy, you can get it for far less at rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 bucks from a chain store. It's only 216 from Rock Auto. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years, whether it's for a classic or a daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I only have one Honda Odyssey, Andy, but I have about 17 of those fuel pumps because they're just so reasonably priced. I can't stop buying them. Um, people send us mail at Cam Brothers on Twitter, Brothers at gmail.com. You can, of course, leave us a five-star review on our iTunes show page and That'll get your stuff re- uh, read aloud as well. Uh, but this question I thought was a really interesting one from Aubrey uh, at Aubrey F. Wood. Assuming Rondo signs, mm-hmm. are there uh, any other first ballot Hall of Famers that the Lakers can sign to the last few roster spots? They would have two open theoretically using one. Also, is Kevin Love, who is rumored to be uh, potentially available later in the year, a first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, let me tell you right now, Team Kevin Love has been actively shutting down rumors of a buyout. You, you never yeah. know what may happen, but if nothing else, they're saying uh, what the Cavaliers are offering uh, right. ain't going to happen. That. You want to say you want me out of here? Got to bump that up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. He's. he's I've already won a, a title, better. man. <laughs> one. One. I'm not saying I don't want a second, but one is more than a lot of guys get a lot of money um all right like, a couple things about that there, there are a couple assumptions in here that i think are interesting the first one is they uh, you know talking about rondo as a first ballot hall of famer do you agree with that like is is he at that level where you just no. oh, oh yeah automatically hall of fame no boom no i i don't think rondo's an I don't think he's anywhere close to a, a lock for the Hall of Fame. Right. I, 
just for reference, um, and we we play Andy and I play this game all the time. The basketball reference Hall of Fame odds for Rondo are sixty percent. Right, which so, means he's a weighted coin flip. To a get weighted in. coin flip to get in the Hall of Fame. His credentials, I mean, he's got four all-star appearances. Um, he's been all he's been all defense a few times, and he's been all NBA once. I think what really puts Rondo his credentials, I think, over the top would be the championships. Mm-hmm. Because he's, you know, he's got one with the Celtics, that team that beat the Lakers in 2008. He's obviously got the one in 2020. What I think, though, keeps those championships from weighing as much as they might in other cases is that he wasn't considered part of like the, you know, the big three was considered the primary force of those championships in Boston. Rondo was obviously an important part of, of the puzzle. And, you know, but he was still behind those guys in terms of stature. And then with the Lakers, he was coming off the bench in a in a you know important but nonetheless very decidedly supporting role. And he spent a lot of time in between bouncing around, feuding with coaches, uh, being considered uncoachable at times in exile. You know what and, I call him, Andy? American Schroeder. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know his numbers are good, but they're not amazing. Um. I mean, look, Mark Jackson, who is, I think, was like third or something all time. I believe he's second. Not in the Hall of Fame. Second, second or third. third. Yeah. He's not in the Hall of Fame. No. So I, I don't think it is a given. You know, I, that's what, I, what jumped out at me was both the question, but also the assumption inherent in the question that he's a shoe in to get in the Hall of Fame. He is a possibility. Um, <clears throat> I would have a problem with putting him in. I don't, I don't, I'm not precious about Hall of Fames, Halls of Fame. Mark Jackson, um, by the way, fourth, um, fourth. in assists okay. all time, just to clarify that. Um, I knew, well, at one point he was second, I think. Uh, John Stockton, number one. Jason Kidd, number two. Steve Nash, number three. And Chris Paul will pass both Jackson and Nash this season. Okay. So but Again, fourth all time in assists. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, sure. I just wanted people to know. Sure. Um, and so I don't know if it's a lock that he would get in. Um, no at all here's the interesting part of that though what do you think kevin love's odds are his hall of fame probability he's been i haven't looked he's been an all-star i think more times than rondo i'm guessing he's been six times that's just my guess while you talk i'll look it up um i'm guessing kevin love has been all nba i'm gonna say once and he has a championship that he was considered, you know, he's the third option, but that would be five all star games. Okay, so I was close. Yep, three uh, all league, three all league. Really, I well, no, two two all NBA, one all rookie. Okay, so I'm I'm pretty and close. One, with this he stuff. was the 2010 2011 most improved player, and his and his counting stats are going to be much more impressive than Rondo's, and he's and he has spent more time as you know a primary option, like he was in Minnesota. No matter what you thought of that, he was you know, a number one option team being built around him. Right. And he's before you throw out a number, by the way, please weigh this three time winner of the NBA's player of the week award. Oh, I didn't look at Rondo's. Um, I'm going to say 70%. 73. Really? I was, I was surprised by that, but I probably shouldn't have been. Uh, because like you say, like it, part of, part of it is like you, 
he's been really bad the last couple of years. And so you have that recency bias of, of love being terrible um, for the last couple of seasons. And then Cleveland's been a bit of a dumpster fire since LeBron left. I'm not sure if you've noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, you forget how prolific he was on those terrible Minnesota teams. And we tend to ignore the statistical production of players who do it on bad teams. But then, you know, he did win a title. Yeah. Um, and he, it's not like he was a, a, you know, a, a bystander on that team. I mean, he was. No, he he was really important. Um, yeah, I, I thought. How many times I, do you think LeBron has won player of the week? Jesus, I'm going to guess 75. Close, 64. <laughs> really? 64 times okay. he's won player of the week. Yeah. Um, That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, I thought <laughs> one, I wouldn't have thought that Kevin Love was that high until you told me what Rondo was. I would have right. guessed Kevin Love was somewhere between 50 to 60. And then once you told me that Rondo was at 60, knowing the way this stuff typically works, that to me bumped him to around 70. All right. Last thing before we go, um, obviously everyone in the country is paying attention to what's going on right now in, in, in the Southeast and Hurricane Ida. And, you know, if you are in that area, you know, please be safe. And for those of us who aren't, if there are ways that you can contribute, people should. Um, there was an item, there's very little about any of these things that are genuinely funny, obviously, but there was a video circulating <laughs> people, people were, uh, fleeing and prepping and all these things to get out of the path of this hurricane of an, of a store shelf in new Orleans where everything has been purchased except for the Anthony Davis Russell ruffles potato chips. <laughs> and I have to say, I have deep respect yeah. for the incredible amount of pettiness that these people in new Orleans in the face of real and incredible danger, um, and, and need are showing <laughs> like, you know what? F that I'm not buying the ruffles to take with me. I don't care how dire things are. So kudos. I don't need nourishment that bad. <laughs> that is that is rock solid sports fandom. Um, so yeah, no that that is it. It just goes to show how strong these things grow with sports fans. That yep. even in in literally the 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 middle of an absolute dire emergency with you know unfortunately you know real life and death circumstances sure. going on people will still find the time to give anthony davis a middle finger in the yep. middle of all I this i think even ad would, would respect that all right so uh tomorrow michael Pina the chips from, are good though they are <coughs> they are actually good apologies for my call you're right um, i am <coughs> i've got something stuck in my throat for like the last hour uh, but anyway michael Pina from sports illustrated tomorrow great conversation about russell westbrook and how he fits in um you know just sort of the big off-season moves that have been going on all around the NBA. He's uh, not as much of a believer in the whole Westbrook thing as maybe some other people are. So we'll have that conversation for you on Tuesday. Please remember to subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube. We'll see everybody tomorrow.